Hey, welcome everybody to another exciting episode of the Rad Nerd Dad podcast. Coming at you from the clamshells always. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think, you know, I had a pretty good week this week starting out. Um, uh, my stepdad, as I kind of let everybody know, passed away a few weeks ago um, at the church. Uh, like all the uh, the donations that came in or whatever, like almost $3,000 worth of donations came in. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so, that's yeah, so my mom, she's going to give it all to different charities and admissions and things like that for the church and stuff. So, oh. that's cool. Pretty, yeah, that's pretty, awesome. Pretty interesting. Uh, so, like I said, just all these people that, you know, you don't know. And then they're sending all this stuff in and stuff. And then, like, a lot of them, we have no idea who they are or how he knew them and stuff. So, it's pretty cool. Uh, other than that, uh, DMX passing away this week. Dude, uh, what? A lot of speculation. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot of speculation around how it happened and everything, but right now we're saying it's a heart attack. He was 50 years old. A uh, big part of all of our youths. Uh, I mean, if you listen to the radio or if you went to any dance ever, <laughs> ever yeah, yeah. Yeah. all through high school, Rough Riders, the Rough Rider anthem, that was a big thing around here. He's so cr- like He's crazy, dude. Oh, yeah. I, I, I want to talk about like his death or whatever, like what led up into it, because there's a lot of speculation oh, sure. on that. But this guy has like crashed a car into an airport. And got out brandishing a gun and yelled, "Everybody down, FBI!" Yeah. <laughs> he had crazy moments, didn't he? Uh, uh, I mean, he was—I don't know—endlessly entertaining, though. But I believe he had uh, two number one albums in one year, which is really hard and rare for people to do. Uh, yeah. He for his first three out for his first three albums all came out pretty much back to back to back, well within like a two-year span. Dude, so, I was way into DMX. Uh, everyone was. Like, anybody can say that. Almost embarrassingly so. <laughs> uh, everybody was. He was a great, great uh, musician for the era and the time, and it's just sad that he died at 50 years old. I saw a thing online when this woman said that her friend was at a hotel that he was at, and she went up to his room thinking you know, she was going to try to hook up with him and stuff, and she went in there, and he was reading Bible verses to everybody, and they were all crying. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Well, I don't know if that's true or not, but some some woman that's on the internet awesome. claimed it. Yeah, it. Sounds like some DMX stuff to me. Uh, <laughs> You've uh, been one of them on knees crying in his hotel room. Uh, I might have been. I might have been. Read Bible verses to Clint and <laughs> hey, a bunch man. of hoes. Hey, I mean, it, if if anybody listened to an actual DMX album, at the end of each one of his albums, he did have a big. He'd have a whole track that was a prayer. Yeah, he's highly religious. Like. So you know, it's done. It's not out. Doesn't surprise me that well, much. Well, he was not but, only religious, though, too, because he had, like, a lot of satanic imagery and shit. Well, yeah. Too. <laughs> like, it's all part of the image, I guess. Right. I guess. Right. Uh, anyway, Zach, how was your week? Uh, it was boring. I mean, the only one exciting thing, I, I'm very into froth, disc golf. Oh. It's, a, it's a fun hobby of mine. I used to play it a lot when I lived up north, and there's courses all over the place. Luckily, our tiny little town had put in a we course. Have one now. Yeah, since I, uh, since I left, so... I got to go out there for the first time, check it out. It's actually pretty good. It's just a little nine-hole course, but they, they put some thought into it. It's not super easy. It's not crazy difficult either. Is it all so, an open field? or um, Like out there at Veterans Park where the softball field it's like further away from the, the road than that. Like it's past that. And it takes up that whole space. And there's some tricky stuff. There's obstacles and trees and stuff in the way. And it it's it's quality, I guess. is better than I was expecting. So um Happy to have that and be able to play that down here. So when I go back up north to play with my friends up there and stuff, I don't suck. <laughs> Need a good place to practice. What was your score? Um, 
I sh- well see, I don't know what the actual like pars are for the hole. When me and my buddy play, it's easier to keep track of just every hole is a par three, which is not true. There's par fours right, right. and like really long ones might even be a par five. But we just play everything as a par three, and then we just keep track of like <coughs> two over, three over, four over, whatever. So for played eighteen holes, every hole par three, I was like four or five under something like that. But it would be even more than that when if you count the par fours. Yeah, if you, yeah. So I don't know. Is there a is there a hole out there you think is a bar five? At um, probably the last one is really it's like six hundred something feet. So I think it's yeah, I'm positive it was a par five. I think, hmm. but uh, it's it's fun. I'd love to take you guys out there. I was gonna say you're gonna have to take me out there. Yeah, one get some get some yeah good exercise in. Throw some discs and yeah, he he needs some exercise too, Dick. Dude, I I've kind of been too busy for exercise. This week. <laughs> like I haven't watched anything that I'm supposed to keep up on and. Oh, I mean, you're kind of getting exercised through work yeah. now, though. I've been, uh, I've got, you're, you're you know, good, I got my Apple Watch on, keeping track of my steps and all that nice. shit. I clean, I clean, I uh, close my rings every day. <laughs> you're getting Gordon uh, Bombay with it, my friend. Ooh, no, no, no. Leaving the team behind to go do your own thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, now, are you the shit heel of the group or what? I'm just saying, little Deke needs oh. to eat. If that makes me a shit heel, I guess I am. <laughs> well, I mean, he, uh... my kid eats too, but here I am. <laughs> Gordon I haven't Bom- skipped. Like, Gordon Bombay's kind of redeeming himself a little bit. If you've seen the latest, he stuff, didn't so. skip either. He just let the team down, bud. Dude, he skipped. In the he fr- dropped okay. him off at a private school and was like, "I'm a lawyer now." Sorry, guys. So no. actually, this latest episode, I'm not going to give too much in, you know, any spoilers or anything. But you get more into why be- between Mighty Ducks three and now he fills in that whole gap. Really? I think there's some more dark shit we haven't found <laughs> out yet. Of course, there is. He left the, yeah, he Bombay. left the good stories out. How was your week, Dick? Uh, I, you know, I just been busier in a one-legged man in an ass-kicking competition. To be honest with you, like, uh, started you know started a new job, store manager, and everything, trying to learn the ropes at a different company that I'm not familiar with, and uh, so it's got me pretty busy. But I do want to take this time though to uh, hold on, hold on. What I seen you in there working, bud. Don't give me that. You ain't familiar with the bullshit. You was running the place, and you wasn't even trained, and you was getting trained when you was in there. I happened to stumble in there one morning to get something to drink, and this man's supposed to be getting trained, and he was actually running the place. So I don't believe you don't know what you're Le- doing. Learning curve, man. You've well, I mean, it's, so it's it's more like the uh, how they like worded it to me is like. So I mean, I've got a lot of experience in the field or whatever. So like, they had never trained anybody that had not come up through the company. So like how to navigate all the systems and stuff, they ne- they don't, it's not even part of their training courses really because everybody's familiar when they get to that point or right, whatever. Yeah. I know everything else, but I'm like asking the stupidest questions. Like About the, where, the where do I go to make shit. a name tag? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's called what? And I'm taking all those notes and it's throwing them off completely. And I know it's cool though. I mean, it's been fun. It's uh been working with the trainer and everything. She's awesome. And it's going to be a good deal. I haven't got to my own store yet, but I can't wait, and it's going to be exciting. It's going to be keep me busy, keep me active. But I do want to take this time <laughs> to Sorry, talk buddy. about uh, uh, some of our listeners, man. This is so. This is episode four. Uh, we've had three other episodes. We've um, got a great response. We're now uh, available on Apple. We've been waiting for that forever. Yeah. Um, but we do have one gentleman. Uh, so for a little backstory or whatever, we got Buzzsprout gives us the stats of where people are uh, listening from. And 
it's kind of been surprising. Yeah. Like. They break down a lot of things. I mean, they, they tell you where people are listening from. They tell you what devices they're listening on, what apps they're listening through. Yep. So, like, it, it gives you a really good idea, you know, a lot of, a lot of analytics there. But Prime we get to make some decisions based off those. And, right. And we've got some... Uh, some fans kind of all over the place, but yeah, the, the you one can't hide from us. <laughs> we will find you. Our reach is, is broad. It is. I mean, there's a ton from the little towns around here, and you know it's people that we know and everything, but one thing that catches my eye immediately is there's a gentleman from France yep. that has listened to every, every episode, yep. Yep. and like one of the first ones every time, as soon as it's downloaded, he's there, and it's like, man, he like he's loyal. Yeah. And uh, so, if you're listening... Uh, you're our listener from France. We have uh, now made some uh, Radner Dad vinyl uh, bumper yeah, I'll, stickers. I'll post, a picture, I'll post a picture on the Facebook. I, I already put one on my vehicle, so I'll post a picture of that so you guys can see if anybody's interested in throwing one on their vehicle and advertising for us. So for being such a loyal uh, listener, our French listener here, if you uh, email raddirtnerddad at gmail.com, we have a free uh window clean bumper st- sticker for you uh we'll mail it right out to you but you know we just we, we'd like to know who you are and we thank you for yeah, listening appreciate your it's support really cool and we've actually like uh we got a guy from norway a guy from germany yep. uh it's just been really cool the feedback and it is honestly why i keep coming yep. back over and, and all over our own country yeah all over the u.s too yeah we got the all-seeing eye and these stickers are pretty fucking rad too so <laughs> you should uh everyone should get one it's our, like i said it's our logo i'll post a picture of the one i put on my car and if anybody's interested let us know so this is a pretty big weekend a big weekend, weekend for uh for wrestling fans right guys it's, well the whole week was pretty much all the whole entire you know wrestling week i guess well and honestly it's wrestlemania weekend so uh and this year it being too big for one night oh. WrestleMania, it's going to be too big for one podcast right. here. So uh, I think we're committing to our uh, listeners now that on Thursday we'll have an episode drop that will be exclusively uh, WrestleMania talk. Yep, we're going to try to cover a little bit of both the Hall of Fames, I think, that maybe the takeover, but it'll be yeah. mostly just WrestleMania. Uh, and some interesting things have happened as we're recording right now. WrestleMania, second night's getting ready to start in a couple hours. And uh, first first night, poof. Uh, so, uh, tune in, uh, Thursday bonus episode. It's going to be the dads talking about WrestleMania, the ins and the outs, and, uh, just too big for, uh, one podcast. So we had to do the bonus and hopefully we'll have a young boy take on it. And Alex will be here so we can get the youth side of, uh, what, what the children think of. Nah, don't count on it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll drag his ass in here. <laughs> don't right, tell me so ain't got no choice. Moving from that. And since we're in the WrestleMania week. We'll move on to the trivia now. What do you? And uh, I went ahead and went to the wheelhouses this week. What? You good? What do you mean by the wheelhouses? Like, oh, okay. Well, so Zach, he loves music, right? So oh, I gave him God. music's questions. Yeah, but this you're week. <laughs> Dick. You love wrestling, so I gave you wrestling questions. I feel, this week. I feel like this is my redemption week then, because Clint well, doesn't one. jack shit about music, uh, and so his <laughs> questions. Zach's not going to have an idea of what they he are. He might. We'll see. Either that or it's going to be like softballs. Like, who was the lead singer of Nirvana? Uh, no. We'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I didn't do that. but So you were down last so, week, so right? So there's some potential embarrassment. Yeah, so we you won, but you're down by three, right? Uh, no, I didn't win. I lost. Clint. <laughs> I've lost by one I mean, every fucking episode. You, three weeks you stole his you, last question it's gonna and go, got it right. Yeah, it's going to go the same way this week because you sit here and have a week to think about 
how am I going to orchestrate this thing to where Zach wins by one every motherfucking time? He thinks that it's I conspiracy just... Conspiracy theories, man. That's, and, yeah. and since we're keeping a running total, the fucking score is now 12, Zach, me, nine. That's your fault for not being good at trivia. That's I mean, there's some, there's some potential embarrassment in this for us because he picked a trivia that we should both know. So, right. like, if we're getting these wrong... Like, and if he steals our wrestling question from you and gets it right, <laughs> what's that say about you? I don't think that's going to happen. You know, if you steal a music question from him and get it right, what's not, that say about I'm him? I'm not talking to you, Clint. Start with Zach. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm going to start with you this time. But I'm going to start with Zach. Fine. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, Zach. Which famous music group was known as the Yardbirds? The Beatles? No. Yardbirds. So, I mean. Do you want to. That was my guess, too. <laughs> that was your guess, too. Uh, hold on. I got another guess. Um, the Monkees. No. Okay. Led Zeppelin. Okay. Well, uh, that may be you. <laughs> the embarrassment begins. <laughs> Dick, which of these four stars has never been a member of the Four Horsemen? Was it Sting, Kurt Hennig, Bobby Eaton, or Paul Roma? What was the first one again? Sting. Kurt Hennig, Bobby Eaton, or Paul Roma? Which one of those was not a member of the Four Horsemen? Bobby Eaton. Correct. Boom. Balls. Ooh, I got to hold on. So Sting joined the Horsemen in 1989 for a quick one. Yeah, I, I remember that. Like, I, th- I was going to go with Sting, but I'm like, I know that he was there for like fucking two weeks. Okay, Zach. The band ACDC originates from what country? Australia. Correct. <laughs> you give me fucking who's not? Oh, my gosh. Okay. You got so, it right, didn't you? Anybody that doesn't like music knows that ACDC is from fucking Australia. Not, who not one person can tell me? Not everybody. I don't think so. Oh, I was just, I don't, know. I don't know nothing about music, and I knew that. I think you know you're more just about a com- music than you think you do. I think you're just a complaining motherfucker. <laughs> that too. And nothing makes you happy, even when I try to give you questions that, it, like, that you could answer easily. That was not an easily answer. You're already in the lead. Let's go. No, we're not. It's tied one to one. You're up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Dick, who are the members of the American Males? Uh, Marcus Bagwell and uh, Scotty Riggs. Correct. Boom. Fuck you. Okay, Zach. Who is the first group to have a music video on MTV? Dire Straits. No. Oh, fuck. You need steal? Can you steal? Devo? No. Damn it. The Buggles. I thought the Dire Straits that I, I love my MTV or I want my MTV. Who sang uh, Radio Killed the or is Video yeah. Called Killed the Radio Star? Who's that? I, I don't know. I thought sure. that was the first video on MTV ever. I don't, th- I don't think that's true. What was the answer? The Buggles. The Buggles? The Buggles. B U G G L E S. Maybe they sing it. Hmm. That could be. They could sing it, maybe. I thought the Buggles was like the. Isn't that like the thing that was on Cartoon Network or Adult Swim with like the crazy, like. Psychedelic <laughs> creatures playing, playing like instruments and shit. It's possible. No, Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job. No, there's like a '70s band. They dressed up in like psychedelic shit and like Metalocalypse. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't anything what you're thinking. It is. I don't know if it's Metalocalypse, but either way. Okay, Let's Dick. Move, moving on. Dick, tonight is the first ever WrestleMania. My match is 
next, and I'm about to challenge for the Intercontinental Championship. Who am I? One more time. Tonight is the first ever WrestleMania. My match is next, and I'm about to challenge for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Who am I? WWF. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? No. You want a chance to steal it, Zach? Ultimate Warrior. No. Can I get one more guess? I won't count as a point. You can't count as a point. Okay. You've done lost. My other guess is Macho Man. No. Okay, then I saw it. It's the JYD, the Junkyard oh, Dog. Really? Junkyard Dog was a shit. He died uh, leaving his daughter's graduation, slamming into a tree. Whoops. <laughs> okay, Zach. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Brothers Barry, Robin, and Maurice formed which pop group? Barry, Robin, and Maurice. Which, they're, they're what pop group? I have no idea. <laughs> I feel like you should know this, bro. I don't know. In excess. No. Chance to steal. I have no idea. Dick, you could end up being in the lead of the whole entire game. You get these questions right. Motherfucker, I am in the lead of this. Yeah, oh, he done beat, he's got you. Two, You're going to brush up on your music history, dog. Was <laughs> <laughs> three names again? Barry, Robin, and Maurice. The Popeyes. Oh no, I know what it is. <laughs> you wanted? You mean you can't get a point? I know, but you know it's the Gees. Yeah. Fuck Barry Gibb. Fuck the Bee Gees. Fucking uh, fuck Zach the Bee Gees. Wasn't a disco motherfucker. Does he? No, look but like Barry. I don't. Know, I should have gotten that. I'm right. Myself. I figured that'd been easy for him to get. <laughs> I was like, man, he'll get that easily. I'm, I'm not staying alive here. It's harder than what I thought it was going <laughs> to be, huh? Oh, oh, oh. I'm losing the dick. Losing the dick. Dick. Two to one. Where was Mr. Fuji born? <sighs> Mr. Fuji. I know this. It's not Japan, I don't think. I, I'm going to say Japan. No. I didn't think so. South Korea. Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> no. Trenton, New Jersey. Do you want to steal? South Korea. No. Hawaii. Oh, fuck. Mm. That makes sense because he's fucking friends with... Hawaiians? The Rocks family and all that mm-hmm. shit. He was... Uh, Letta, John, or what was her name? Uh, I don't know. The Rocks like, grandma? The Rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I can't... I don't know what her name is, but Letta's basically name, high, chief, but high, high chief. High chief. Yeah, Peter Maivea is... Peter Maivea's, uh wife or whatever she ran the promotion for a long time after, yeah after he passed away i heard that's why rock and Shawn michaels don't like each other nowadays is because Shawn michaels screwed her over somehow well and he said gross. she was <laughs> there's a story supposedly about uh why is it gross that because she's mowing no <laughs> it's the age difference <laughs> <No>. <laughs> There's a story about him saying some racist things to Rock's mom in the backstage of a Monday Night Raw or something like that. And no, I guess really. The Rock threatened to beat him up. That, that match never happened. You've never seen Rock versus no. Shawn Michaels. No, they didn't like Which each other. Which is really weird. It's never too late. Uh, yeah, it might be now. Have you seen Shawn Michaels? <laughs> what? <laughs> Zach. Yep. Who is the lead singer of Smash Mouth? Might as well be walking on the side. No. I don't know if I've ever known that dude's name. 
It's always been the dude from Smash Mob. I mean, I mean when it's I always it, just been the dude yeah, from Smash Mob. He legally changed his name to the singer of Smash Mob. I no, honestly I'll think he's uh, the dude from ICP. They look the exact same, except one has face paint on. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll <laughs> when I hear J? it. Or no, Shaggy, Shaggy Doo. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't even. I don't guess. Not even a guess. No. Even Guy a, Ferrari. I mean, that's a good one. No, Fieri. Fieri. Guy Ferrari. Ferrari. <laughs> Stephen Harwell. Steve Harwell. <laughs> nope. Didn't know that one. Very. Uh, hey, how come I didn't get to steal that? I have. You did. Oh. You you were counting ICP and all that shit. That was comic. Yeah. You weren't getting it. Shut the fuck up. I was just waiting up. for you to... All right. Bullshit, Clint. You wasn't getting it in any You ain't way. trying to let me keep up. That's not, That's fine. Who were the members <laughs> of the Colossal Connection, Dick? I don't... I, Colossal Connection. Um... Can you give me an era? Uh, late 80s and 90s. Late 80s, early 90s. Sorry. Uh, Sid Vicious and Undertaker. No. <laughs> Want a chance to steal it, Zach? Late 80s, early 90s. They were the high tower. Um, Skyscrapers, weren't they? Fuck. Yeah. The Colossal Connection. This sounds like some bullshit. Kevin I don't Sullivan even know. I, I didn't guessing say w- one would be hard. More than one's almost impossible. And I'll probably just embarrass myself because they didn't <laughs> even like wrestle at the same time or something. Yes, it was a tag team. Right. But I, I, I'd never be able to guess it in a million years. It was King Haku and Andre the Giant. Oh, damn. Hmm. It might okay. have been a quick what company. It doesn't say. So I'm assuming he was in WCW for a hot cup of coffee. Well, I mean, I know Andre went to WCW. After he left WWE or whatever, so maybe it was there real fast. So that hmm. way he didn't have to do all the work, or maybe WWE F put him with him. So, um, hmm. okay, still just two to one. Two to one, yeah. It's, <laughs> I ain't catching not, up this. Not way. getting any better. Okay, like exactly. trivia is way too hard this w- week. What band had the debut album titled "Can't Buy a Thrill"? ACDC? No. Can't buy a thrill. Chance to steal? Aerosmith? No. That would have been my next guess, too, actually. Steely Dan. Steely Dan. Are you, are you a big Steely Dan fan? Not even. <laughs> I didn't. I'm not, I'm not even positive I could recognize a what's song your favorite? Like, oh, this is a Steely yeah. Dan What's song. your favorite Steely Dan song, Zach? Um, I know that, mine is. that one that was on the radio in the 70s. Oh, that was a good one. It's trivia. <laughs> <laughs> and you thought I was going to be getting easy questions. You and did, we're too. both just getting shit on you this one. You were both bitching last time. You more so. The colossal connection in WCW when nobody watched. Dick. <laughs> Who was the first member of the Million Dollar Corporation run by Ted DiBiase in 1994? Is this a trick question? No. Who's the first? Who's member? the first person that he that's signed fucking... to the Million Dollar okay. Corporation in okay. 1994? Well, that's a different question altogether. Because I just Ted thought he is the first fucking member, right? No, it's his corporation. So he has to put members in his corporation. You can't be the member of your own corporation, fool. You're the leader. You, you threw out a year there. What was it? 1994 is when it started. It's got to be fucking Virgil, right? No. Chance to steal. The Rock. 
<laughs> Too young. Nikolai Volkov. I didn't even know Nikolai Volkov was part of that. It had to have been right at the very end of his career because 94, he had to have been. It was 94. Or, he, I mean, his WWF career anyway because he went to WCW, I think, in the right. late 90s or, or mid 90s. Okay. Last one, Zach. Two to one. The last one we've only scored three points this whole game. U2's, U2's Angel of Harlem was written about what singer? Aretha Franklin. No. What was the name of the song again? U2's Angel of Harlem was written by what singer? Or written about what singer? I'm sorry. Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> I had one more guess. Whitney Houston. No, Billie Holiday. Okay, man. I thought I was. I was on the right like track with the, the Aretha Franklin, but is Billie Holiday the one that uh, uh, Holly Berry won an Oscar playing? I think so. I think so. Uh, HBO thing, dude. I just watched that movie. That thing, uh, it's fucked up. Okay, your last question, Dick. See if you can get it right. What former manager coined the phrase "pencil neck geek"? Motherfucking Bobby the Brain Heenan. Motherfucking wrong. No. Zach, you want a chance to steal? I am not wrong, sir. You are wrong, sir. I don't even think I can name a manager from whatever era that it's probably from. Do you need to know who it is because you're so wrong? I'm not wrong. It's classy Freddie Blassie. He used the phrase oh, early on in his career to describe a fellow wrestler. Freddie was a top hill manager in the WWF. Is this the only one you looked up back information on? Do you never give us? No. I had information with every single one of them, buddy. You just never asked any extra questions this week. You just not any good at wrestling trivia. Like you're not any good at pop culture trivia. Yeah, I'm one, but not by three like I need to. I only got one question right. (laughs) This shit was way too hard this time. This is like supposed to be an entertainment, not just a... You had to use your brain. And the the next segment, listen to how dumb these guys are. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, this is Clint, and I'm here with Watch Your Friend Squirm with Uncomfortableness. You did. Your eyes were going in all kinds of different directions trying to figure out your brain and the hand. As soon as was on you the said wheel. Classy Freddie Blassie, I knew that too. I was so confident with. You were so confidently wrong. I'm mad I didn't I get know. the Bee Gees one because then we would have had to do a tie- playoff or something because we would have been right. tied. A sing off. A uh, sing off. I figured that you guys had seen the. Uh, we for dance off the podcast. I, I figured you guys had seen the uh, the uh, documentaries on HBO Max, so I figured it'd be an easier easier get for. Her. I, I couldn't think if it was Billie Holiday. I couldn't not think of her name. It was. But I just watched that like two weeks ago. You know what Billy Holiday said? No. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) So the fucking score is 13 to fucking 11. You're in front now. No, I'm not. No, no, no he's still losing. He, well, gained, he gained I, one. I, I, wah, wah, wah. That, was three, that was three steps back and one step forward <laughs> yeah. this week. <laughs> and I went right into your wheelhouses, both of you. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess. The music and the... Maybe yours you went, wasn't. You went deep you went, into you went, the wheelhouse. Like. You went into an area I know a lot about in areas that I don't know don't. a lot about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's your classic wrestling shit. You know what I mean? I well, figured I mean, you knew. More than you did. I was but. really proud that I got the Four Horsemen question because I'm like, yeah. no, Bobby Eaton was never, never written. But music's pretty broad. I think music's a much broader topic than, than wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I feel like. That's all right. Uh, I mean. I ain't going to win every week. So. Speaking of your wheelhouse, though, motherfucking job. Uh, what is going on 
at fucking with your Flash movie. Is it going to happen with uh, Joss Whedon? I hope not. I, <laughs> I know that you fucking uh, hope not because I, of the reverse I, Flash. I don't, number one, think he deserves to make another movie for the rest of his life. We're going to tie you down and make you watch it. No. I'm fucking lighted on fire. You don't think he ever gets deserve to make another movie? No. If he's a shit heel horrible person is what they're trying to make him out to be, then I don't think he deserves to make well, another yeah. movie. Maybe some art house bullshit that nobody will ever watch. Maybe a play. They're doing Game of Thrones play on Broadway. Maybe he can do that shit. <laughs> Maybe he'll get a fucking ABC, NBC TV show were... on the Peacock. Fuck that. People would treat people. I don't know exactly what he did to well, make these people be put in the position they are. Yeah. But anybody that does that shit to people in any type of job, in any type of way, that's a, that's a fucking bullshit person, and they should be put out to pasture on things like that. He shouldn't have a job if he does shit like that to people. It's hard to say. You know, you're, 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 <laughs> taking, down. you're taking some people's word against others. You know, like, there's always two sides to every story, but there seems to be some pretty... I know Ray Fisher probably agrees with you. There's yeah. a lot well, of people that have I'm come saying, out, you know. He's... He, released a bunch of stuff you know that supposedly happened and then there's a lot of stuff between him and gal gadot also there's and then there's people from former tv shows like buffy coming forward and you know michelle uh, trackenberg i can't think of what the one she was not allowed to be on set with him alone at all and it was written into her contract and shit because there was like some weird weird vibes the guy that was on there had the white hair did an interview and he said that uh, Joss Whedon told him one time that he would end his career and all this other shit if he didn't do, basically backed him into a corner and made him feel like if he didn't do exactly what he said, then he'd never do anything in Hollywood ever again for the rest of his life. So, I is he? I mean, he's done at Warner Brothers then now, or are they still going forward? They with? took his TV show away from him on HBO Max, which was called The Nevers. Uh, it was called Joss Whedon's The Nevers, and now it's not. It's just called The Nevers, and it has a different director. So I. Th- think that was like the because he was supposed to make like 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 almost 90 million or some shit like that off of just doing that directing it um and so they said that they were going to meet out some sort of disciplinary action towards him and i think people just assumed that's what it was because they took that show away from him so he potentially lost all that money and future money he would have made going down the road if it was a good show i mean i feel like no matter what happens, his reputation's pretty much tarnished right. at this point, you know? I like, was a big Joss Whedon fan, like, yeah. for a long time, too, so it's, like, really sad. Like, the first Avengers movie, dude? I mean, yeah. he did he did good stuff in the Marvel. You he know, stepped you know? his shit on Hawkeye, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, well, I don't know. I like Hawkeye in there. I just don't have the suit. Why don't you like Oh, uh, let's have him get his mind taken over in the movie and have him be a bad guy halfway through the movie. And then he goes through PTSD for 10 minutes, and he's good to go after I that. I mean, he still directed Age of Ultron, too. Hawkeye was good. Fucking first movie, they had Jeremy Renner tied up in the back room sweating for the half of five. <laughs> what kind of weird shit is that? He ain't got no powers. <laughs> well, well, neither does Batman. He was way more be, effective than Justice He's going to be the weakest League. link on that chain. No, I don't mean Hawkeye was way more cooler of a superhero than to shit on him like that. So fuck Joss Whedon for doing that. Well, one. I know, uh, uh, I don't know, if, and it probably has nothing to do with Joss Whedon or whatever. It's just... Uh, what the rock has in his contract and everything but i i know that if his rock gets his way we don't get any more well i mean the connection with joss whedon is the ending of the snyderverse you know like right. that's the whole you know play on black adam is is, is it going to happen mm-hmm. the rock has a contract for what three movies three mm-hmm. movies and there was supposed to be him battling uh henry cavill gal gadot <laughs> and i want to was it ray fisher if, if it wasn't ray fisher then it was the flash maybe no yeah as i don't uh, think that um 
But what the articles that I've read, you know, I'm no Hollywood insider or anything, but like I've heard that like he has more clout than the executives at WB do in the situation, and he might be forcing the hand to restore like legal the clout. You mean? Yeah, or yeah. you know, if well, we're not restoring the Snyderverse, you've already lost this bunch of money. And right? He's the biggest actor in Hollywood right now, too. Yeah, so yeah. has been for the last few years. Excellent. And they've been, but they've been trying to get this off the ground for a while, though. Right? Yeah. yeah, Black yeah. Adam's like five, maybe five years in the making. And the rock's been attached to it forever, but right. now the only problem is, like I said, you know, last week he's doing his own version of Black Adam. And they're making characters up for the movie that aren't in the comics. Yeah, and I, you know, when we've seen that happen in other superhero movies, and it's completely not worked. I don't know that it's worked more than it hasn't worked, like The Watchmen. I'm not. I hate The Rock joining franchises. Like, <laughs> I think he's, he's going to be a franchise. good Black Adam, but I don't think the movie's going to be any good, though. Like, the character will be good, and then, they, and then they put him in somebody else's movie where he's not directing and writing it and doing all that, and he'll probably be a good character. But in his own movie, it's going to be Fast and the Furious with The Rock as the Black <laughs> Adam. It's going to be G.I. Joe Adam. It's it's right. hard to imagine him, like, yeah, I guess, as a superhero rather than just, like, a buff badass, you know? Right. like. Like actually having powers and using them and flying and all these other things. You know, he's supposed to. It took what Superman well, and in Shazam. The comics, it took Superman and Shazam to defeat So him. he's supposed to be super powerful. And, and the tagline for this is the balance of power in the universe is about well, to change. Say so him and Shazam will have to face each other at some point. And and now <coughs> say the guy who did the Shazam movie writes the Rock's character for the Black Adam movie, and then I think it'll be it would be pretty good. But I just don't. Yeah. I've seen how the Rock's movies go. I watched Rampage. <laughs> I like Rampage. It's a terrible movie. It's I watched the movie where he jumps. Was it Skyscraper? Where he's got Didn't one leg one. and jumps from Dude, the Skyscraper to, to the next Skyscraper. You know Dude, it's so it. ridiculous. I, it it's looked good. ridiculous. And then the other one where the giant wave, tidal wave hits and he's riding the boat hardcore up the fucking speedboat up the side of the tidal wave. Him, That's, uh, him uh, and the his old lady. One? Yeah, yeah, that movie's just bad. But I love all three of those movies. You would. You're a simple individual. To me, it's like, like that. Die Hard. Di- what? Like, that's what I'm saying. It's Unrealistic like, action movies. Yeah, like, like yeah. That's way like too. I, they're over not the top. my favorite. I don't sit there and watch them like 30 times or nothing. But I'll check them out and be entertained for that hour. Oh man, they're so bad. It's like B 80s action movies. Right. And that's, that's <laughs> some people like that. I guess. Bad. Teach bad. his own. Clint loves B action 80 movies. No karate flicks. Oh. It's a difference. Speaking of B quality heroes <laughs> slash villains, um, new suicide suicide trailer, suicide, suicide squad? squad trailer dropped. Can you get it out? <laughs> Easy for you to say. Yeah, uh, I mean the 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 premise of Suicide Squad. You know, they implant a chip and they're uh, they get ten years off their uh, sentence if they go on this suicide mission, right, or whatever, and. Uh, I don't know. I mean, even in the comic books, it's always been a way to introduce C and D characters right. and make them important, like the Rat Catcher and, and uh, Polka Dot guys. In this. Polka Dot Man. And it's kind of always been a place for them to send characters to get retooled and kind of make them cooler so they can throw them back into the villain pool. So that way, they're the next time they face Batman or Superman or whoever they're going up against, that they're maybe a little more lethal because they went on the Suicide Squad mission and survived it. So now they're a little more badass than they were before. And you know, every time Amanda Waller lets them out, they're going to go right back to doing bad shit, and she's just going to catch them and bring them back. So, right. Well, 
and I think the the excitement for the first one was because everybody thought the Joker was going to have a way bigger part in that movie, and he filmed a lot of mm. scenes. Well, it's the first time Harley Quinn's on, right? Yeah, true. Film. I mean, obviously they're excited for that, but the Joker was supposed to be a much bigger part of that movie, and like most of his stuff kind of got cut, and he's yeah. still in it, but not what he was supposed to be. I'm Jared Leto was kind of pissed that. about it. I think. Though. Yeah, yeah, I think he was pissed. About it. I'm not that sad about it though, man. That version. If, of yeah, Joker I say if you're not a fan of that version of Joker, mm-hmm. I guess. I didn't think it was terrible, but it was. I, I really it was liked definitely different. It, the laugh was just not the See, laugh I, I wanted got, for him. But he was, the I liked him other than that. I thought was really? the laugh. Yeah, nah, I didn't like that. So, so tie tie in that performance to what we saw at the end of the Snyder Cut. Oh, yeah, I mean like anything in the scene. nightmare sequence, and well, they Justice changed Blake him slightly for that scene. He's got like every, less face tattoos. Right, that's what I was going to say. He's got way more makeup on his face. Right. So something's evidently happened to him, or maybe he bleached his skin even more since the last time that. That's also the first time Joker's been the same person in two different films uh, before. Sure. Yeah, Um, Yeah, that's true. But that take is so sadistic, man. Like Mm -hmm. all the police badges he's got uh, collected on his chest and shit. Wouldn't be a neat movie to see, right? Got Batman to drop the F-bomb. I would like to see the... uh, (laughs) It's not easy to do. (laughs) I would like to see the uh, Joker killing Robin... Batman. Yeah, that'll be. Yeah, it's never going to happen unless the rock gets his way. Jason Todd, right? Well, I mean, you know, Bruce, uh, Bruce Wayne. Uh, he, the, I mean, they could just make it and put different. I mean, we got Robert, Pat, we got Robert Pattinson coming out in a Batman movie. Batman. There were just all kinds of side movies going on right now that we, they could just go like, we're going to do this movie. See, and that's why you I know, think WB's the, drawn the hard line on why do we have to have the same dude play Batman that. every time you watch these animated movies? And there's a different voice for Batman, a different animation for him. So if you think about it. What the fuck? Just That's make why a bunch I think of movies. Warner Brothers is drawing like a hard line with the Snyderverse shit is because like that's what I think they want to go to or whatever. And uh But yeah, it's I mean, it's not coming out till August, so but, we're probably gonna talk about it a couple more times. Yeah, a couple more trailers it. coming out. John Cena's in this stupid John Cena, uh Idris Elba. Uh, who else? We were talking about earlier. And, of course, uh, Harley Quinn, Margie Robbo. Mar- yeah. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. Uh, we got Sylvester Stallone's in there someplace. Uh, the Pete shark, Davidson's in the there. Shark, uh, Sylvester Stallone's the voice of the shark, dude. He's King Shark, yeah. The hand. <laughs> uh, Nathan Fillion's in there. Um, it, it's going to be good. They got a good bad guy coming for it and everything. It's a perfect bad guy for it. Uh, one thing I don't understand about it yet is how, like, they must be pretty confident that this is going to be a very good movie because John Cena's already filming yep. a spinoff TV show for HBO Max. Yep, he's got a TV show coming up for HBO Max about it. So uh, we've seen Michael Rookie in the, Rooker in the trailer too. Um, like I said, they got a good villain for it. So Starro is supposed to be the villain. If there's any comic book people out there, they know who that is. Or you can Google it. Don't want to give too much away. That's uh, all, what, August 6th? Yep. Come, comes out August 6th on August HBO 6th Max? August 6th on HBO Max and, and probably in theaters. in theaters at the same time. So <clears throat> I'm going uh, to pull back to the – we briefly talked about the Patman and that movie and all the problems that it's having because of <laughs> – Is he like wasted and well, impregnating people? Apparently, Bruce yeah. He's, he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he's so, <laughs> so in character. He took, <laughs> he's a very method man. Yeah, he's a method right, actor. Exactly, yeah. But, um, well, and we I briefly talked about what um, – Michael Keaton's version of the Batman, right? Yeah, we, yeah. Hanging upside down and shit. Like be... Well, supposedly that might not be happening now. On Batman. And they might have 
a Christian Bale version in there instead. I read that he might be coming back. Yeah, I seen that yesterday, and yes. it kind of had me fired up a little bit. I was like, no, it'd be I'm Batman. Everybody's so fucking pumped about that trilogy, dude. I hate Christopher Nolan's trilogy. And I really? know you're a fucking. I, I was dead. I would the rather last have Michael one? Keaton, obviously, but I'd like I Michael Keaton too. a lot too. Yeah, I'd rather I would rather have Michael Keaton, but Christian, like, I get it. Like, we are all. For something else, and I'm like, oh, it's a realistic take that, though, like the third movie made the other two movies fucking pieces of shit that I've, I haven't watched. I've watched the third movie once in theaters. I watched the second movie like probably 25 fucking times later on Heath Hedger, Ledger and shit, but I watched the third movie once and I've never watched any of the other yeah. two movies again. The third movie ended I, it badly. I, I, I rarely watch the third one, but I still regularly watch the first and second one. Me too. Like, I, I mean, still put them the on all the time. theaters and seen the first one, I think. Did we? Yeah. That's very possible. Batman Begins. Like, and I was there like the whole time, like, fuck, dude. Uh, you know, <clears throat> so I was like, before I really got into Batman comic books super seriously. And like, to, so to me, like, Jack Napier is the person that killed, uh, Bruce Wayne's parents and everything because that's what you know right. Jack Nicholson in the 89 version did and everything right. I'm leaving uh, leaving the theater with Zach like nah it's bullshit who the fuck is Joe Chill like Jack Napier killed them like this is a whole different like because it was like the first one that who the fuck changed Joe the Chill? game right. of yeah, rewrote comic books or whatever and like I'm like oh I gotta read up on this shit because like this is gonna be huge now and like comic book movies in general just been blowing up since then and I remember liking the first one a lot, and then clearly Dark Knight came out and like, yeah, I, I watched that and set the bar for superhero movies like for. And then the third time. one starts, and I'm so pumped about it because we're gonna have we're gonna get Bane the right way. Uh, no. He's yeah, no. I'm the hype no. leading up to it, like oh, he's not gonna be he's like what he was right in Batman and Robin, and he's not just gonna be oh, a got body. Bane, all right. <laughs> also, a shout out to Littlefinger for dying at the beginning of that movie, real fast, right? <laughs> yeah. From Game of Thrones, he was in there real quick. He's the guy. He's the you're, you're he's right. the agent in the beginning yep. of the plan. He dies real quick. Perhaps he's wondering why you'd <laughs> shoot a man before throwing him from a plane. Also, Heinz Ward. Turn the movie off right yeah, after that. Heinz Ward. Yeah. Heinz Ward's the only, that, he's the only Gotham. He's the only Gotham football player to run it out and survive. Right. The rest of them that was the Steelers, got swallowed. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, he played for the Steelers, but it was the Gotham. Yeah, Gotham Knights. I think. Yeah, Gotham yeah, Knights, I think yeah. so was the team. But, but he's the one running the football to the, as the whole yeah. stadium is falling and everybody dies except for him. I don't care. Yeah. Fucking right after Bane talked and he wasn't Brazilian and I mean I Tom Hardy made a, a choice and it's a Latin based accent from Europe or whatever. But that just ain't I, fucking I still, Bane. I movie thought had they me ended so it well up. though. I really of of something you know you get all these trilogies and everything. I thought they ended the whole thing pretty well. I mean even if you don't like what happened in the third movie or like up until the very end. So all the interesting the, things that Batman's ever fucking done in his career, the, you think, am, is the ambiguous, great? The ambiguous nature of him, it looks like he's flying the thing out there, but he ins you find out that he installed you know, the autopilot on there. Or did he? Or did he? But then Michael Caine's sitting there in that cafe, whatever, and you and see then him Joe for a moment, and then JGL's first name's, oh, what's your first name, Robin? Mm, that's a great that's, name. That's dumb. So Robin didn't Caine have just, a career... But his first name was Robin and not Dick Grayson before fucking Bat like Batman's dead already and fucking then Robin. That was just is. a dumb thing they threw in for fans to be like, oh my god, he's a Robin. Yeah. Sorry we couldn't include him. We just we'll say his name. There was no, one. Nolan just didn't believe in. There was one cool comic book scene in that movie that I thought was neat, and that's when they introduced the bat or whatever, and he's off in that 
the machines off in that alley or whatever and the eyes light up and it looks like the Batman cow. Like that's straight from the comic books and that was I, I mean that was an interesting just flash like for insiders or I'm just whatever, saying it fooled me. You see, third, him, you see him fly out there and you're like, wow, he did just sacrifice himself. Good for him. The and third, then they're like, oh, the autopilot. He fixed the autopilot. <laughs> like, oh, the third one, M. Night Shyamalan to me. <laughs> the third one had me fooled too because uh, Tom Hardy did such a good Jeremy Irons impression that I thought they had uh, <laughs> Jeremy Irons do the voiceover for Tom Hardy and shit. Like I was sitting there like, yo, that ain't Tom Hardy, bro. I was and, like, that's that's Jeremy Irons. Then that's the other twist like too Scar from is that the whole movie you're thinking that – Bane is the boy that crawled out of the pit, right, and right. you find out it's Talia Ghul instead. Who's going by a different name, and all, who also has the lamest fucking death in all of cinematic history yeah, ever. She gets smashed up in that truck pretty fucking yeah, good, though, don't she? She gets smashed up, and she's just like... <sighs> she got her some of that bat dick first, though. Yeah, she did. <laughs> That's all right, though. Put her in the water, and she'll come back to life. So I took Mason to see that movie in theater, right? He was like maybe nine, eight or nine at that time. We're 45 minutes into that bullshit, and he's like... Hey, Uncle Rich, is Batman in this movie? <laughs> I'm like, I, fuck, I don't know, man. They I've been waiting for him the whole time, too. Who? He had a hurt knee. This is a Batman movie, right? <laughs> it took him a while to get in action. He had a hurt knee. Well, before we transition out of the, the DC stuff, we'll just mention we were talking about Suicide Squad. That comes out on August 6th. Yep, so, I'm hyped for it. Yeah, more, I think, I'll watch it. More hyped for it than Space Jam. I'll watch it just because I watch every movie that has a wrestler in it. <laughs> I think it's just James Gunn's doing it. So yeah, I'm excited you know. about James Gunn. Dude, he did a real good job. As good Guardians as the Guardians. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be better than what I think it is. I, I think, think it's going to be going to be better than the, the first one that they did. Me too. Couldn't get much worse. Yeah, I don't. It wasn't too big of a. Fan. But you know what's cool about it though? They got characters from the original that's going to be in this one. We got Captain Boomerang back, which was probably one of my favorite characters from the other movie, and we got Rick Flag back, and um, obviously Margot Robbie, Robbie's back from the first one too. Amanda Waller. And Amanda Waller, and that's it. That's all they've said so far. So you never know. Everyone else is suspected dead, but we do know that uh, Croc lived at the end of the movie, and a couple well, other people too. Wasn't so. there? Wasn't the issue with the first one that Will Smith thought that he was going to be like the star yep. of it, mm-hmm. and like he, in the last then four he movies. found out he was just yeah. a side character yep. and was pissed about it? Oh, yeah. yeah, and that's his deal in movies. That's why he wasn't independent. Well, I, I think too. they kind of recut it too, because like he was like kind of supposed to be the star or whatever and then like the last four movies that came out before that flop that he had starred mm-hmm. in so well, they, they might have changed it a little bit like, oh he's not gonna like care well because they recut it because they the big thing was that it was too dark or whatever and marvel was doing such a good job lighting it up so they brought that bohemian rhapsody trailer out right that lightened it up and then i think when they cut that they kind of cut will smith way the hell down. Well, we'll see when he did he didn't do independence day too because he wasn't going to be the main character in that and or have the most scenes in it or be sure. considered the main character so he was like no nah, i'm not doing it and that's why they killed him off in the movie but originally like he was supposed to have a big part in that movie but if you've seen that movie it's like about everybody which the original one was about everybody too like i had a bunch of different right. areas that it shot at so i mean he wasn't the the main star in the original movie or whatever so i think no. it you know had just yeah small, there's multiple storylines going through you know, that movie. so but he wasn't the star of it so he said i ain't doing it. i think that data's the star of that one data <laughs> uh, brent spiner of the Independence Day? Mm-hmm. The scientist at fucking Area 51. He's dead oh, on Star Trek. That's Jeff Goldblum's movie, bro. He, he stole them. <laughs> he, he stole them movies like he stole Jurassic Park. I don't know. Fucking I could almost Jeff. say it's uh, Randy Quaid's movie. Yeah. Fucking Jeff. It, I mean, it should have been. I mean, he, he's the one to save the day. Right. What about that speech the president gives at the end? I mean... <laughs> 
It's not quite as good as the speech in the second one. Know. He's got like a weird bathrobe on the second Bill, one. Bill to... Pullman. That's a very inspiring speech that he gives. Yeah, he is. Had me wanting to go fight aliens in my space <laughs> in, my, in my rocket ship. There's still, ready. there's still time. That's right. You're right. They're coming. They're interdimensional. They're already here. <laughs> They're already here. <laughs> the lizard people. They could you've be, you've, could you've be lost time ready. before. Yeah, you, well, you probably really do think they're yeah. here. <laughs> um, they might. But they are. You just can't see them. Do you think you've been anally probed? I don't know about that, but I've lost time. He I mean, I've heard me that's like, the first thing they do when you get abducted. So <laughs> We have to know about your anus. Poop tells you everything. It didn't feel different, but... The heat was on full, full, full blast. But yeah, <laughs> you were you were freezing, dude. You were up there. You were naked in their little laboratory, freezing your ass off. They're like, put him back in the car, turn the heat on. We'll be nice. That this could was like be July. Too. He's almost hypothermic. We got to turn the heat on. Let him right. Yeah. Saved your life. But then I was they driving, probed you, but they so saved you. I wonder if I went through a dimensional portal. I was gonna say something had to happen. Like they weren't and clear maybe, on direction. Like drop them off in Oakford. That's close enough. But maybe when I went through, I was in a cold place and came back in a warm <laughs> I don't place. Know, did, and I turned the heat on. I don't think anybody listening would have the context of what we're even talking about. That no, Clint, yeah, Clint yeah, completely so Clint, blacked oh, yeah. out driving. He, yeah, he calls me one day. I hadn't talked to him in a while, and he's like, "Dude, if you have, you drive a lot for your job, like have you ever like uh, like just came to and you were like not where you're at, remembering where you're at." And like we've all kind of done that. We've all spaced out for a little bit, and you're like, "Oh shit, I don't really remember like the last five miles I was spacing out." But no, Clint remembers starting the car in Beardstown, and then all of a sudden pulling over, what, thirty five miles away or something like that. It was right outside of Oakford, so pretty close. Yeah, the radio off, the heat on, and in the middle of com- July, <laughs> in the middle of July, yeah. completely freaked out, calling me like, "Dude, have you?" Like, no, Clint, go to the doctor, sir. <laughs> We're pretty sure he was abducted. <laughs> Something happened because it was very strange. And I, uh, this is, this is the thing, yeah, I walked out of the, of the store, got in my car. And, uh, you I also passed out in your bathroom like three days later. And that was a whole nother, <laughs> that was something completely unrelated. But, uh, but yeah, I, that was know, an I, interesting summer for you. Yeah. So <laughs> a lot of things happened. Uh, but yeah, no, it was just an interesting thing that happened to me that, that summer. And I don't know, it's an unexplained phenomena that I occurred in, to my life. And I lost time for about an hour, came back and, uh, the radio was off, the windows were up, the heat were on, it was summertime. But I'm just worried about you, Clint. It's a little weird, but I'm still I'm here. worried about you. Your back's going out, you're this getting is- abducted by aliens. You wake up in the hospital three days later and not know how you got there. This is this is what happens <laughs> as we get older. <laughs> Goes a little bit further. You need to get your sounds. ass a life alert. <laughs> when you fall down, we hail notifies us. and I can't get up. Right. Well, Dick can probably get to you the fastest. I would be there not long after. I just have to catch this fucking light out here. Hey, <laughs> the older we get, the older we get. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's not funny. Actually, it has zero humor, but I don't know why it makes me laugh. Well, because I probably did get abducted by aliens <laughs> is the thing. There probably isn't nothing serious wrong with the doctor. I'd go to the doctor and they'd be like, you're perfectly healthy. What are you doing? What about that chip in here? And then i tell them about the, the aliens and then they put me in the padded room and, <laughs> and then I'm not here doing a podcast no more, so... So we don't go Somebody's here doing a podcast. Just might not actually be Clint. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who are you, motherfucker? Yeah, me and one of my other personalities speaking of alien like magic moving on to the marvel cinematic universe there's no magic well, there's no such things as magicians loki man what do you call loki i mean i mean he's a god yeah uh, i mean i think we're about to find out about the magic side of you heard it on falcon winter soldier there's no such thing as magicians what's well, just technology you haven't fucking understood yet scarlet witch 
chaos theory. Chaos right. magic. That's, I mean, she's got the book. That's though. the magic side of. That's <laughs> the magic anyway, side back, of it. back to Loki. Though. She's got so the they, dark hold. Yeah, they got the the trailer for Loki out or whatever. I'm more excited about Loki that comes I out uh, June 11th. Wandavision or yeah, dude, I'm Loki excited. It looks really good. Loki. I mean, in the trailer, it looks like he's kicked some ass. You got Owen Wilson. Yeah, yeah, Owen, Owen Wilson's, Wilson's in it. He disrupts the timeline, and like Owen Wilson's company takes care of keeping the timeline intact. They're interdimensional, like I said about a minute ago. <laughs> Maybe that you went on a mission like Loki to, <laughs> and they make you forget, the... like the Men in Black. <laughs> oh my I don't gosh. think they're going to make Loki forget. They're going to put him back in his timeline right before he dies. Yeah, probably He's die. If anybody puts on some sunglasses and tells you to look right here, just don't fucking do it, dude. I'd kick him in the, in the <laughs> knee and run. <laughs> Right in the knee. I'm excited for Loki. I think it, it dude, looks Tom good. Tom Hiddleston's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he does a great job. It looks like, you know, he's obviously, you know, he's the titular character. It's so in character. Endgame. So it's all about him. But Endgame, he grabs the Tesseract and jumps into another portal. And What I think is going to be cool is that he's going to be obviously jumping through different time streams. So what areas of the Marvel universe is sure. he going to be jumping into? What random characters yeah, are we going to see, see, see some weird that shit. we haven't seen yeah, yet? Exactly. Is this when we see Deadpool pop up? Maybe. He breaks through the fourth wall, right? Man. Loki could jump into his universe and or he could jump into Loki's universe somehow. I'm kind of tired of asking myself that question with all these series coming out. Like, who's going to be the first one from Fox? Well, we already had it, even though it wasn't. Nerds it's speculate, man. It's just it was, part of the fucking nature. <laughs> you just sit around and talk about shit you like and you know, speculate. Two and then you argue years and... without bringing out anything. I mean, one year wasn't their fault. Pandemic and what's well, not, but... obviously. But and there's also like Star Wars. They talk about fatigue, releasing so much shit. But like, huh. I think they kind of gave up on that theory because now with all of the fucking <laughs> yeah, we got like 35 new series between yeah. the two. But I mean, people are begging for it because we're all bored as fuck. And like, please give us some shit to do at home, I guess. And they're complying. June June 11th that comes yeah, out. June 11th, the day before my birthday. So I'm more excited about this one than I have been WandaVision. It looks good. Falcon I wasn't as excited until I saw the trailer. And I was like, okay, that actually looks pretty decent. I'm pretty excited about it. Not your birthday so much. but well, that. I'm kind of more excited about Black Widow it's, than what is Loki, though. I'm just joking. You're still 34, huh? June 12th. I am still 34. I'm one of the young ones. He's a little bitty baby. Motherfucker, your birthday was last month. Right. No, it's in February. <laughs> Fuck out of here. You don't even know what my birthday is. Oh, my birthday's on Saturday. I got my kids that weekend, though. That's the weekend we have our no, kids. No, you, but... you can't do nothing then. We should probably take them bowling and have some cake and ice cream. We'll do it the week before or the week after or something. Use the claw machine a hundred times and spend all my motherfucking dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and then Alex could go you were real mad spend at, all your dollars. You weren't mad at her, but you were like, no, you didn't get no more dollars. And I like <laughs> threw $2 off to the side and she gave you a look like, yeah. See that? Dad. I was just trying to keep Alexis from watching them over there doing that, so she didn't ask me. So I had, didn't have to remind her we're poor and we can't afford that shit. It was better whenever I, it was better whenever Alex wanted to take her over there, and then he was like, "Dick, you got two more dollars." <laughs> <laughs> it's like Alex, how are you gonna hit her with you? Get you want two dollars, then you ain't even got two dollars, bro. <laughs> I'm uh, a little more excited for Black Widow to come out than Loki, though. I don't know why. Like it, it's. Was supposed to be the first thing we got before WandaVision and everything. Yeah, so. I'm I'm equally. I say I'm equally as excited. It looks like it's going to be really good. I like Black Widow as a character. I like Scarlett Johansson as an actress. I don't. So. I, I know you're not excited about this at all. I, I, mean, I, I like David Harbour. Uh, I I think he'll do a good job. I like uh, I like the Taskmaster character. So I think that'll be cool. But no, I'm not over. I think they're going to show what happened in Budapest. 
They've talked about it. But I mean, just, you're definitely going to get you know tons of backstory and everything because they really haven't touched on much of her backstory yet. I'm wondering how it's going to fit in with the other ones. How I mean is it it's in like between the be snaps? Prequel, I think, or is it pre-snap? I think it. I don't know. I don't know. But could I think be, could it could be both. Like it could starts, jump around. Yeah, yeah, I think it starts like right after the snap, and then she like goes back to tell her story before she. If not, then the maybe Avengers. she goes. Huh goes home before they go to team up to help with Thanos. Do you think that you know, she'll you end know, up alive by the end of this movie? You know, at not in game but in is Infinity War, whenever they meet up in France to save uh Vision and Wanda, maybe she's coming from Russia and meets up with Steve in France to help save them. So right as the new Avengers movie the, not the new one, but as soon as Infinity War starts, yeah. that's the end of Black Widow. When they, they broke out and they stole the shield and everything, right? And they were on the run. Like you don't know. Anything Maybe she goes back to Russia yeah. during that time, and then when Steve gets the call, he gets a hold of her. They meet back up in France to get those two, so they can get to Wakanda. So in the meantime, though, the snap happens. Is one or was Black Widow on a suicide mission in? Well, the whole deal is Endgame because her family Ledger, got right? snapped away. So maybe she gave her own life to be able to bring her own family back because she knew, you know. So you might learn something that, that adds to her sacrificing herself. Think about it. In Endgame, she's sitting in that chair in that desk and she looks out the window and there's all these things to be happy about and she's absolutely fucking sad. Oh, and yeah. You have oh, no, she, you, she, you, you don't know why. And she's stressed as fuck. And, and she's like, sad as shit. Yeah. And who's to say her family didn't get snapped away? She doesn't have her Half sister to talk to. Everybody got fucking snapped away, Clint. That's. Well, you're right, but say her, say her whole entire family got snapped away, not just a couple people out of her family. So she's got no one to turn to to talk to at all. And she uh, obviously it shows her and her sister in the trailer together. They're pretty close with each other, it seems. Um, her dad was giving some pretty good speeches to her in the trailer and her and her, and her sister a couple her times. Dad, what's her dad's name on there? Uh, Isn't he like Captain a, Russia or whatever? He's not Captain Russia. He's the red yeah. something. He's basically the Captain One, America. One, he's like out Russia. of his prime in this movie. Like he's like, oh, the suit still fits, and yeah. he's like fat and rolling out of it. Uh, I can't off the top of my head. I don't. I don't know. Zach's but but we'll say that you know I'm, that's what I'm thinking, and that's why maybe she's on such a suicide mission, and she doesn't care whether she lives or dies because, or maybe something she does in the Black Widow movie gets her whole entire. Family. Well, like her whole character arc has always been trying to clear her ledger from, you know, all the red. <laughs> But and you know and then when she shows up in Infinity War, her hair's completely different and all that shit stuff too. So uh, maybe, like I said, maybe her family gets snapped out, and that's why she lets herself die to let everybody else get brought back. Do you think that this movie will end with her being alive again? I think if anything, Loki could be could the one who brings her him. back to life when he's somehow. Well, I know their original plans have changed because of COVID, and they've pushed it back or right. whatever. But they didn't know about theaters being open and but all that stuff. So that's even if she doesn't get of brought back, her whole entire arc is kind of the Red Guardian. Red, Red Guardian. Guardian. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that took a long time. Uh, <laughs> but you know her her whole her, her. I mean, her. She's what more does she need to do? What can have another new female come and be a part of the Avengers, and she can go retire or. Well, uh, what, yeah, what's her Falcon. face off uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier coming in? Uh, uh, Agent 13? No, 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 no. The Wakanda. Power broker? No, the chick oh, from Wakanda that's there to kill Zemo. There's a group of oh, them. Well, 
you need to watch the most recent episode and you'll you'll know a little bit more about that. Yeah, you shit fucking <laughs> schlub. <laughs> well, no, I mean I did see the shit where she came to tell. There's way more than she that came to tell Stan. Yeah, you, you got. I watched fucking all but ten minutes of it, Clint. <laughs> of the most recent one, yes. Oh. That's what I've been trying to say because oh. they're talking about uh, Stan. Uh, Bucky, she's talking to Bucky in the beginning. Is like uh, you got like eight hours, and then I'm coming to kill him because he killed King Shala. Well, they right. fucking show up to kill some motherfuckers, dude. At the end, of, uh, that's that's <laughs> in the third episode, though. The fourth episode, you haven't seen any of, right? No, that was how the thir- fourth episode starts with her talking to Bucky. Third episode ends with her coming, and he's like, "Oh, right," and that and was then, the end. Yeah, and then they fight and everything, and then yeah, one. Turkish delights. Obviously, they're, the ending of this newest episode is pretty major, so you'll, you're missing oh, that part. Shit. That's right. <laughs> Obviously, we, we can't even talk about it anyway because it'd be a spoiler. So. Right, right, right. Do you, like Turk- um, you like Turkish Delights? <laughs> no? I don't know what that is. It's a candy? He, he, oh, well, he, Do you like are, Turkish are you, Delights? I've never had them, but are you calling them out on not seeing the episode? <laughs> uh, maybe. Because <laughs> that's part of the episode where he gives the kids candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually had them myself. I haven't either. That's why I was wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Busted. (laughs) Better pay closer Um, attention, dog. Probably the best thing that happened this week, though, in regards to Falcon and Winter Soldier is the release of the hashtag Zemo cut. Yes. If anybody anybody (laughs) paid attention this week, in the third episode, they're going through this club in a very brief scene that Zemo just dances for a second <laughs> well and then in an interview he says that you know there was a lot more recorded yada yada so fans were released the zemo cut you know mocking <laughs> the snyder yeah. Cut stuff. yeah and uh marvel marvel uh answered and they released a one hour long <laughs> video i mean it's it's just like 15 20 seconds like roll you know repeated over and over looped but uh there's still yeah there's a lot more of zemo dancing and it's <laughs> it's everything you want it to be he's <laughs> very white 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 man i mean he's he's a <laughs> That's how German men dance in the clubs, mm. buddy. He's <laughs> definitely German getting royalty. it. It's great. Uh, I don't know why it's fun to watch. I liked some it. Wonderful technology. I love music. it. That's like a 15 second loop. Right. Well, into like an hour, an, an hour long <laughs> video. I mean, probably the best part about it, though, is, is it highlights how much control fans have these days. In yeah. the internet era, you make something go viral and these places listen, you know, release this shit. And they do. And it's like, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, yeah, they didn't want to ride on their lot. There's people burn shit now and they, we don't get <laughs> right. No, they don't want to upset the masses. Right. I'm going to just burn it if they don't give it to us. Or somebody <laughs> else would have created it and put it out and they would have tried to hit them with rights and bored them with the bullshit. Right. So something else this week that you guys been talking about that I haven't yeah, you're watching you're missing either, out, man. I mean, feel free to talk about it. Yeah, Robert, uh, Robert Kirkman's Invincible. Yeah. Oh, so that's uh, Robert Kirkman? I didn't know. On Amazon, Amazon Prime. Amazon. Uh, it's, it's good. It's cartoon, right? Yeah, it's animated uh, superhero show. They're all about forty-five minutes to an hour long. Yeah, really. So yeah, just when you think it's over, it's like then there's this other. It's sh- it's paced weird. Yeah, like, yeah. It, they have like fifteen twenty minute intros, and then it'll sh- show like the title screen, <laughs> and then like there's more, like forty more minutes after that. Yeah, it's it's uh it's really good though. It's really um, good. R rated, like it's it's mature shit. You know. Like, yeah, there's some very. Off, off the blue, Gory, especially at the end topics. of the first episode. Yeah, it's very uh, wow. Like, but it's about superheroes, though. Yeah, it's all. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's about um, a kid who's basically his dad's name is Omni Man, and he's basically the Superman of this universe. Uh, he comes from another planet. The only difference is on his planet, 
um, they're trained from a young age to become warriors, and then they send those warriors to protect other planets. Right. So he chose Earth as his planet and came there to protect it instead of the reverse of Superman, whose world was ending and had to be sent there. So his world's actually not been exploded. Wherever Omni-Man's from, that universe is still out there someplace. And then he falls in love with some chick and then has a kid, which was not part of the plan but happens anyway. His name is Mark Grayson, yeah. I believe is his name and, in it. Mark and, Grayson. I mean, Does the baby have superpowers? Um, well, yeah, no, yeah. it starts with him in high school. He was, oh. how, what, 16? Yeah, I think he was turning 16 turning or something. 16, yeah. And he hadn't, it starts where he doesn't have any powers yet. Mm-hmm. So like it's, but it happens quickly and then goes from there. But in this universe, there's, there's a lot of other superheroes, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's like always this main team and then there's like, a B team and a C team and there's other superheroes that are always trying to kind of work their way it's up. Like the, it's kind of like the boys, like the boys a little bit. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. And it's realistic in that aspect too where it's more um, not so like just like DC or Marvelish where like they I don't know I'm trying to it's more like a like actual if superheroes are me and you right now with hmm. us type of tip. I mean that's kind of what Watchmen was like supposed the, to be. Like the violence in it. You know what I mean? The, yeah. Like the Marvel or not maybe maybe now but like the, the violence isn't cartoonish to where like if a superhero was to punch you in the face your face is probably going to fucking explode. <laughs> not just you just shelf. get knocked back through a wall and yeah people's faces get exploded when they get punched in them. It's fucking wild dude. It's, it's good. It's shocking you know the first time you kind of see it happen like you said you know some of those episodes end with uh, a, lot of, a lot of violence. Dude there's but, one uh, point in time the dude picks good. a road sign up and whips it at this guy's head and it fucking cleaves him right in the middle of the head and you see it right in the middle of his fucking forehead dude. And it's like whoa but it's 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 well written too. It's got yeah. good stories behind it, you know, to kind of create an entire superhero universe and then clearly there's got to be drama and you know it's it's mature but it's also got like his teenager love story and like have all that. different love interest and then there's some drama with his family and all kinds of other stuff but so i mean there's a story the story keeps you in yeah but I'm, i've never read the comic so no, i don't know I what is happened. it based on the comic yeah there's an invincible comic that he does uh it's pretty i don't know if it's extremely popular it's popular enough it's got a cartoon now yeah, well and this is they're on episode four yeah episode right four now. just got released this last weekend it's it's good though i've watched them all like i binged it the first three and then uh steven young from walking dead does mark grayson's voice um jk's probably gonna be jk simmons, simmons does you got it right this time. you did <laughs> jk rowling jk <laughs> Uh, yes. and then there's it, like there's a bunch in the like the first episode there's a bunch of other voice actors in there and when you hear their voices you don't know who they are and if a fair amount of them are people who do voices on The Walking Dead but then there's also some like big actual movie star people who do voices just for the first episode hmm. so it's it's really good though and uh, I'm kind of excited to see where it goes which also gives me hope for Robert Kirk- Kirkman making an animated version of The Walking Dead for Amazon Prime so we can have it just like the comic book sure so we can all forget about how the TV show went down, <laughs> down, downhill. Never seen a single, single episode. And the first two seasons. comic book, right? No, he's not a real character. A good amount of the characters in the TV show are not in the comic book at all. Pretty much everybody from the comics has been killed off. I right? watched the first four seasons and now I hate that show. The first two seasons was the best. And then after <laughs> that, it was just like murder porn every Sunday. I think Negan's the one that killed it, right? Like, well, that's what people say, but I mean, I think them going I mean, in the of, opposite direction of the comic from the beginning and then trying to tread back to it with different characters because they killed a bunch of people off. And then it was like, well, 
now that people want the comic book so bad, we got to give it to them. Well, then they brought in random characters to take other characters' plots from the comic, and it just right, didn't, yeah, didn't, didn't work. Didn't hit. I mean, it's it and Game of Thrones were both known for just randomly killing off mm-hmm. main characters. They, like the, they pulled an asshole move with the Negan stuff too, <laughs> when they killed the one dude. What they the there was a dude that was supposed to die in an episode. He didn't. They picked someone else to die, and then saved him for later. And then Negan bashes his brains in. And everybody was like, oh, they're going to keep Stephen Young on the show. And, you know, that love story, that, that one love story the show had or whatever. And instead he fucking bashed his brains and just like he did in the comic book, man. And people was like, I'm fucking done with this. And, you know, they pulled the swerve and got him with both of the people who they saved from the comic. And people thought they were just getting this great one. And they swerved him. Right. So weren't really, they supposed really, to have really, a... It's like how season one of Game of Thrones ends. Right. It's like Did, Alex's generation. Well, didn't they leave a, like a, so what's the guy's name? Andrew Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah. He left the show cause he was going to have spinoff movies. Yeah. It's, of the it's Walking I think Dead it's and, done now. They just wait because COVID shut him down for a minute. Oh, cause they, he's returning into the show too. And for I don't the, think the, they, yeah, the last season's getting ready to come on and yeah, he's going to come back on it for the last episode. Probably I bet it'll be in one episode. Hmm. He left his kid behind dude or Shane. <laughs> well, I guess it's not really his kid. It's Shane's kid, but whatever. <coughs> I can leave him behind. You don't need him. Carl. He's gone. <laughs> All the memes. Yeah. I'm very familiar with it. I know the memes more than I know the show. Carl, get in the house. <laughs> so, anyway, from that on, I got a, a top 10 this week. Yeah, we might and, start doing uh, a new recurring segment. Of uh, top ten, like the trivia, but we're gonna we're gonna end every show with it if it uh, if it goes, goes well here. Kind of goes the way and some nerd nerd stuff, and just kind of get you guys' reaction from from. We've it. actually cut this out of every episode that we've well, done so unknowingly. Far. Like, right. Yeah, we didn't. Clint's been coming with this stuff, and this is the first time we actually like, sat down and prepared what we were actually going to go over throughout the show. So, and we haven't uh, we haven't talked about this topic yet on the show either. When it's something that I. Uh, no, I mean, I mean we're more into than any of us, but we're all into video games. Yeah, we're all into and, vintage. I'm not into too much modern stuff, but if this is in that vein, then I mean, pretty well. I think it's pretty well. <laughs> so, okay, number we'll start at number ten, obviously, and go back to one. So, number ten is Super Mario well, Brothers. Hold on, hold on, you didn't even say what the what we're actually talking about. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the uh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Going right into it. It's uh, video games, obviously. Now I've let that go. It's the uh, it's the top ten most rare video games and how much money they're worth. Like in the world today. So starting at number two, it's Super Mario Brothers 2. two or 10, I'm sorry. I said 10. Two, 10. <laughs> Can you count today, Jesus? No. We'll get there. Number we'll, 10, we'll Super get Mario Brothers. Slowly, but we'll get there. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, number 10, Super Mario Brothers 2, the 1986 Asian version, goes for $10,000 right now. And before it was repackaged and brought back over right. to the yeah. U.S. or whatever. It was, created in Hong, it was created only for a Hong Kong audience. Well, they copied it. They, they basically almost ripped like a different game over there and they and that they called a lot i mean is that isn't that what lost levels is uh i think that's the no no their lost levels is like uh just a compilation of all the games together and i think they just no, kind of no, no. lost levels yeah. was a japanese version well, of mario one yes you're, you're thinking of the super mario like where it has all of them and the lost levels that's all stars is yeah that? right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but lost levels is an actual like its own kind of game i guess so it's uh, $1,000 if you're looking at a, buying just the cartridge by itself. But if you want the original with a box, box it's $10,000. Jeez. I, so I'd never, uh, I've never even seen like the Japanese versions of those until we went to the Meg Replay that one time. And 
they had like the console there and everything. I'm like, oh man. And it's on the NES console too, by right. the way, for anyone out there looking for that game if you want it still. <laughs> Anybody with There's an extra thousand bucks in their pocket. Collectors for weird shit, Come man. across one in the garage sale. Uh, number nine is Red Sea Crossing. Came out in 1983. It's on the Atari 2600. So it, it sucks. <laughs> uh, it goes for, for $10,400 today. You got to make this pixel go over to that number pixel. Number nine is worth $10,000? It, it was created by Steve Slack from Video Concepts. Uh, it was released in 1983 with only 100 copies. I was going to say, these no, are all just going to be... Gonna be something it's all, they're all going to be rare, not necessarily what... You know, good games or anything, just limited limited availability and rarity and stuff like that. And so, so far, it's so obscure of a game that only two copies have surfaced, surfaced since it came out. The people have showed up with to try to sell it. Like everybody else is holding onto their copies, <laughs> not letting anybody know they have them, uh, or have forgot about it. <laughs> they threw it away accidentally with their old. <laughs> Number eight is Blockbuster World Championships Two from 1995, and it is on the consoles, the Mega Drive. Which I never had a Mega Drive. Sega, right? And it's ten thousand five hundred dollars today. It was uh, had NBA Jam on it, Tournament Edition, Judge Dredd, the Sega Master System. It, it, uh, the, it, these games were on the Sega Master System right. too. Uh, Donkey Kong Country, and uh, some of them were also on Super Nintendo. Nintendo it says uh, it, it, the tournament ended in July nineteen ninety five, and then the cartridges were destroyed so, so only a few of them got out and then they destroyed them for some reason hmm. I guess they weren't meant to be released to the world for some reason maybe licensing issues I don't know it's kind of strange so a rough copy of one was found in 2013 and uh, it went for uh, $10,500 kind of interesting hmm. number 7 is the Nintendo Power Fest 1994 and it is fifteen thousand six hundred dollars. Is that the one that was in that movie? No, no. no. That's got to be closer to the top. The, the wiz- wizard. wizard. Yeah, that the one. It was for the Nintendo Championship or whatever mm-hmm. tournament, and they had the glove. Yeah. Well, they had like three games on it or yep. whatever. That's what the top of it looks like. Obviously, you guys can't see it. <laughs> that's listening to us, but the top of it's got a very strange like. Like weird board on top. It's like a circuit oh, board right. on top yeah, of it. It's just a circuit. It's got all the games ported into it that way, so you don't oh, have to put the game in. It's just they I turned see. it on, and then the games would be in it that way. And the games that were on it were uh, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario All Stars, and Ken Griffey Jr. Home Run. So it still only had three games. On. Uh, there are thirty-three cartridges were created for the competition, but only thirty-one of them were recycled for parts. So only two cartridges are confirmed to exist today. For $15,600. Interesting. Jeez. Yeah, rare, man. Number six is Tetris from 1984. Hell yeah. $16,000. Yeah, $16, for And that's also is on the... the Russian version? Like the Russian copy of? Yes. I would say that's pre-NES. It says it's from the USSR. And it, it uh, because of low production numbers, this edition is notoriously rare. And it says someone snagged a copy of it, and his name's Alex Pag. Pagentov, sorry if I butchered that because I'm not from Russia. And he got one for sixteen thousand. What would be sixteen thousand American dollars? I don't know if I love Tetris that much. I mean, what, what do you play it on? Is there a system? That Mega Drive. So it would be the oh. Sega. The I guess it would have been on Sega. So I don't know. I never was a. Something. I never was a Tetris guy, and got they get to going so fast, and it pissed me off, and I just turned it off. Every Dude, time. I, I was never good at it until I was dropping out of college. 
and that's all I did while I was dropping out of college was play that, and I got super good. And my parents had a word processor that had it on like a three and a half inch like disc or whatever, so you could throw it in and play. And so I played a lot of Tetris when I was here because we lived out in the country. So it was one of the only things to do while I was <laughs> hanging out where they worked. And the Nintendo sixty four version of Tetris, uh, if you signed into it as a guest or whatever you could you could save your profile on there and which is like new for a nintendo game or whatever right and if you just signed in as a guest it would give you a name or whatever assign you a name and it was like on my in my dorm like <laughs> it was like the nickname generator like this girl lived across the hall or i to this day call her mcbain because <laughs> you just she signed in as his guest and said, "Hey, McBain, player number three. Got you. Uh, number five is a Nintendo Campus Challenge. It came out in 1992. It goes for twenty thousand one hundred dollars today, and it was on the uh, Super Nintendo. And it had Super Mario World F Zero and Pilot Wings on it. And it was basically it was another tournament game that they had right, for yeah, like the so Super Nintendo like tournaments. They're all limited release things that clearly they're only." All the Small. cartridges, again, were ordered to be destroyed after the tournament, and only three have been confirmed to exist. And in 2009 was the last time one surfaced, and it went for $20,000 on the spot. It's huh. a lot of fucking money for a game. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 1983 is number four, and it's $30,100 on the NES. And that's the Mario Brothers that we all played on right, Nintendo. The original. We had Mario. We had the original what? Nintendo that came out. What makes mom. it valuable? Because it's, it's Super Mario, bro. Just the original, it's like, the unopened box. box or... No way. I got that sitting at home. Yes, in the original box with probably the plastic still right, on yeah, it like that. Pre-wrapped mm. and everything. It's worth $30,000. Looking Man. at a potential $30,000 payoff just because it's the first Mario game, I'm guessing. Like, where you're going through castles and shit, I assume. We just need to find that game and make the box and wrap my, it. My mom and, <laughs> uh, I'm sure somebody be able to tell. My mom and, <coughs> and Dale for Christmas got us the Super Nintendo. I got it at home, the original Nintendo system, and they got us the big one that came with the gun, so we yeah, had Mario Duck Hunt and, Duck and Mario at yeah, the same yeah. time. Fucking good times, man. My, we'd be so pissed. You'd Did be, you know that controller number two on the original Nintendo controls, controls the, the fucking duck? Or the duck, yeah, not the dog. The I did duck. not know that. It does. Yes, I remember. I didn't know that, that until I was like twenty-five. <laughs> but yeah. the duck used to piss me the fuck off. The dog used to piss me off <laughs> yeah, more. The dog's though. bullshit. Laughing at yeah, you and I've shit. I've never played it since I read that though. I've, like, <laughs> yeah, I remember I reading that, and I, I've, but I've never played it to actually control that duck. I used to get right up on the screen and try to get them fuckers. My brother would yell at me, you're going to screw up the laser on the gun yeah. from getting too close to the TV. You're cheating. You're too close. No, he'd be like, there ain't no way to recalibrate that gun. You're going to screw the laser up from being... It's like you're stupid, Recalibrate. <laughs> Number three is Air Raid 1982. And it was on the Atari 2600. It goes for $33,433 today. Why? It says, it says a, uh, it's well-known gaming... In the gaming community, is the rarest Atari game. It's the only game ever created by Minivision and was released in 1982. The gameplay is simple and involves defending Manhattan from flying saucers. It says a copy surfaced in 2012 from a man who supposedly received it in the early 80s. He owned a drugstore and was given a copy to test by a sales rep. He contacted the rep after deciding the game was a poor fit for his customers, and the sales rep told him to hang on to the game since nobody else wanted it. Uh, so Air Raid says for a total of $33,433. Hmm. I'm guessing it's one of the only of its kind. 
I I had an Atari when we were little. I only got to play it for it. It broke. You barely like, spent that much on your house. The court. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's crazy, right? It's crazy. Well, it's going to get crazier too now because number two is Stadium Events from 1986. It goes for forty one thousand three hundred dollars. You know what Stadium Events was, didn't you? It's the game where you bought the you could have the placemat roll out and you could do the running and jumping on it. it had little red and yellow squares oh, yeah. on it and you could do the running the track and jumping on the hurdles and all that. Long Basically, gym. the parents would scream at you because you were banging on the floors, but they <laughs> they would buy you the mat to play the game. It's like the first version of a Wii, if you really think about sure. it, or Nintendo's first version of Wii. In 1986, you had that crash pad on the floor and you had to do everything on it to be able to do the Olympic Games. That's kind of, I mean, that's neat, really. Oh, it says only 2,000 copies of them were sold until they stopped making I remember they had one for the Super Nintendo. That was a little bit more popular. Um, There was, uh, the game was recalled, and that's why. They recalled the game in the United States and rebrought it out as World Class Track Meet. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what the... I I remember World Class class Track Meet, but yeah. There's only 11 copies of stadium events that have been confirmed, and they're $41,000. Because I've played that, just not with that mat or whatever. You just fucking tap the buttons real fast, and you got to get the timing right right, right. and everything. And And then number one is what we probably all already know is the 1990 Nintendo World Championship Gold Box. Right, yeah. Goes for $100,000 if you got one or have one. So, you know, they held the competition in the early 90s. And uh, there was a gray version of it that came out, and the gold cartridges were given to the prizes to the winners. And there were originally over a thousand cartridges used throughout the competition, and the winners were given uh, commemorative cartri- cartridges. While the majority remainder of the repurposed for the upcoming campus challenge event, they so they re brought it out as gray cartridges for a different event. Is this the one that was on the wizard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought. I always want. I've never. Have you seen yeah, one of those gloves? It was, it was the first the power glove. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It came not, out. I mean, in not eighty nine was the when Wizard came out. Yeah, I have like. Movie. It was the first time they saw Mario three. Right. Yeah, nobody had seen Mario three before that. Oh, that's where it was introduced, mm-hmm. or whatever. They, uh, man, I have like a deep passion from childhood of wanting to put my hand in that glove. In that glove. <laughs> I, it just doesn't seem practical. I mean, you're playing with a controller, you use your thumbs, right? You use both thumbs. <laughs> right. So you take your entire hand out of the equation and then you're trying to use one hand with everything. It just <laughs> didn't seem practical to me. I was like, yeah, it's cool, but you're going to lose. <laughs> There's only 90 gray and 26 gold cartridges confirmed to exist right now. In 2014, uh, the last one that sold at auction was $100,000 to the buyer. Fred, Stav- Fred Savage was in that movie. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Him, Christian Slater was in that movie too. Oh yeah, I forget, man, I haven't watched that in forever. Plays his older brother, mm-hmm. and I think the dad is somebody pretty famous as well. But I can't remember. He's been in a bunch of stuff. I don't remember what his name is though. I can't think of his name. Hmm. And that is the end of the top ten. Well, if anybody has Which? any of that shit laying around, uh, cash it in. And yeah, you might be a hundred thousand dollars sitting in your pocket. You don't even know it. But a lot of that stuff's <laughs> probably got to be. I'm sure anybody that sealed. has any one of those in their possession knows exactly how much it's worth at right. this point. But there still could be some right. in storage somewhere. You know, crap that like people just forgot about. I'm ready to start selling counterfeits. I know I can come across the, the first Mario Brothers. Nah, they'd have Repackage you on Pawn Stars. Like, best I can do I was is $2.50. <laughs> Anybody would be able to look at it and be like, yeah, this was made last week. <laughs> the ink's still wet on the box. <laughs> so, 
that's the end of our show for this week, I guess. I mean, I yeah. don't start wrapping things up yeah. left in the can right over here right now after the top 10. Yeah, remember to catch us on Thursday for a bonus episode uh, covering WrestleMania. We haven't talked too much about wrestling on this podcast whatsoever. So, uh, well, I mean, I mean like 30 minutes last week. Oh, well, well I mean, that's why we're going to do the WrestleMania card. WrestleMania is too big for one night, so it's too big for one, just one to go into our regular nope. show. So, I we'll agree, just give it its yeah. own show, give its own little side thing. So, uh, and, until Thursday, guys, see you Thursday and uh, yep. have a good week. Stay have rad. Great, have a great week. Oh, it's the Red Dead Podcast.